listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Vassar, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, everyone. What's up? This is A to the N to the G, and I have Christina in the studio with me. What's up, Christina? Hi, guys. (laughs) So listen, if you have not subscribed to this show, please hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends and family about the fabulous information that you're learning from this show. So starting out, let's talk about a little news. Did you know that Christina Koch, a female astronaut, just came back from space after a record-breaking 328 days in space? Can you imagine? No. Oh my gosh. Almost, I mean, almost a year in space, like just floating around. By herself? Yes. Oh no. Crazy, right? Oh my God. I mean, like I have so much respect for her and I picked her because her name is Christina. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So totally amazing and snaps up to Christina Koch. That's so awesome, girlfriend. You go for the women. Uh, Warner Brothers Studios is in talks with the cast of Friends to make a reunion special. And I was so excited about hearing that because that was one of my favorite shows. (laughs) Okay. Love that show. Love it. And Pinterest revenue topped the market at 1 billion in 2019. Can you believe it? I mean, this is about business, right? Right. You're talking about a site that basically takes pictures of really cool, excuse the expression, shit. Shit. (laughs) And they made a billion dollars. Right. Okay. I mean, seriously, go Pinterest. Okay. Snaps up to you. And talking about the Fed, the Fed keeps interest rates super competitive, keeping them low at all time rates. FHA 3.475, jumbo rates, 30 year fixed 3.750 and 15 year fixed jumbo rates, 3.4. Oh my gosh. These rates are, you know, they could change anytime, but I think that they're going to keep them low. Yeah. And hence why we have you here today talking yes. about in, uh, investing in real estate yes. and why it's so important. So again, friends, please don't forget to subscribe to this show. Last month, we talked about getting out of debt and this month is dedicated to planning ahead mm. and making wise choices. And guess what? Doing your homework. Yes. So keeping in step with fabulous guests, like I just said about Christina, <laughs> there is no other like Christina, who is one of my best friends and partner in crime. Yay. Christina Thayard from the agency. Let's give her a round of applause. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I also also wanted to do something that was really interesting to me, Christina. I did some research on the real estate industry and I, let me tell you, I was blown away at what I read. So friends, let's talk about a little history lesson on the real estate industry and real estate brokers. The first records for home sales in United States began around 1890 as an attempt to form a real estate association failed, but it began a process so that by 1908, the National Association Association of Real Estate Exchanges was found to bring brokers and agents together mm. to facilitate the selling of homes. Despite the presence of the association until 1919, anyone could call themselves a real estate broker without any professional certification or licensing. Needless to say, the practice of selling homes in this era was a dubious practice as best as brokers known as the curb stoners placed multiple placards in front of homes trying to compete 
leaving homeowners to simply pick one of the multitude. Wow. In the 19 in 1910, the first open house occurred over several weeks as a way to open homes to the public. The public could see new building concepts as home technology such as electric lighting and kitchen layouts improved homes making them more desirable. In 1925, the National Real Estate Journal presented the idea of presenting furnished or stage homes for review to give buyers a feeling of already being at home. Hmm. And in the 1930s and 1940s, real estate agents used one open house to create sales networks and multiple homes to present to buyers. If one house was not desired, then agents could present several in their network to improve chances of sale. In the 1940s and 1950s, the post-World War II world saw a boom in real estate sales as soldiers coming home looked for new places to call home and raise families. Homes entered and excited the market in rapid time. This was the first time the term realtor was used and women, let's hear us roar, became realtors in record numbers. Wow! Finally, in 1952, the use of model homes emerged in Dallas, Texas as a way to present a finished home to thousands of people representing another built unit for purchase. And so the story goes, real estate and real estate agencies are not that old. I, you know what? You taught me something because I had no clue. It's, this was like, wait, and, and it says 1940s and 50s. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not even that old, the business. So the way that it has evolved oh, is God. absolutely incredible. Absolutely. I mean, this thing said electric lighting. I mean, can you imagine (laughs) the homes that you go into now? It's like you turn on your phone and you're like, hey, I'm home and turn everything on. Totally. Yeah. You know, so um, that was just a little history from A to the N to the G, Christina. (laughs) And I love it. Thank you. (laughs) So um, Christina, she's ready. But you know what? I always like to introduce our guests and tell a little bit about them. Okay. Um, Christina is a mother of two. Her son, Jonah, the hitter, okay, (laughs) is nine years old and she has a beautiful daughter, Lauren, who is my goddaughter, and she's 13, going to high school next year. I can't (laughs) believe it. Wow, time really flies. With over 20 years of experience in the financial field from mortgage sales, commercial real estate, and of course, now her main gig, luxury (laughs) real estate. Yes. There is no task too big or small for this little beauty. And let me tell you, she's a hot number. (laughs) Oh. Coco Christina. Yes. <laughs> or no, Coco, Coco Cali. Oh, Coco, Coco Cali. Okay, Coco get Cali. it right, Angela. <laughs> With a passion to compete and see her clients happy, Christina is an amazing human, and we are excited to share this time with her. So welcome oh, to the show, Christina. That's my best friend talking. <laughs> <laughs> so do me a favor and tell me what's in the life and day of Christina. Oh, Lord, you know this. <laughs> I'm uh I'm very regimented. Yes. Um I get I up, love that about you. Yes, thank you. Uh well some people think it's crazy, but nah. um I get up at like four forty five. I'm mm. at the gym by five fifteen and I'm done working out by six thirty. Um home by six forty five ish and I get the kids ready. Um, they're out by seven thirty and I have that time to do my devotion. I meditate. That's like my number one thing, Monday through Friday. Um, and why is that? Do you feel that that really helps you, um, focus more, gets you prepared for anything that can happen in the day? 
absolutely. It's mm-hmm. like taking a shower for me. Mm, I literally I like that. I literally need that to remind myself of what I am to have. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know, I'm I'm a Christian, so it reminds me of God's promises. Mm. Talking about it, you know me. I'm start crying, but um, and then meditating and and being where I want to be now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very important to me. And it's helped me to mm-hmm. be where I'm at now. So um, I do that. And then after that, I get ready. And um, Mondays, I typically do my calls. And then... And um, let me just stop you right there. Because uh, everyone, if you knew what getting ready was to this woman, <laughs> okay? No, she talks about being regimented. But literally, I you just have no idea how like the perfection that goes no. into this. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, I, little, it takes me 30 minutes to get ready. But I'm very... Um, you know, I'm time sensitive. So I, 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 I time everything and plan everything. Mm. So that's Monday to Friday. And then the rest of the day I'm, I'm, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so basically what you are saying is that every single day you have a plan. Yes. Because what we know is that when we don't have a plan, we plan to fail. fail. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Okay. And it's all about preparation mm-hmm. for me. Preparation is success. And, and that's then, good for your clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. My clients know what they're going to get and when they're going to get it. Um, I do my phone calls. I read my, read my emails. I, I'm just this OCD person that if I see any red on my phone, meaning unread emails, I go crazy. <laughs> so I literally read my emails right there and then. And then Saturday and Sundays, I kind of do the same thing. But that's the time that I'm able to um, wake up and be with the family and how um, important is it to uh, have balance and and very important very very important when i was younger i didn't have that it was always work 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 and then when the mortgage happened mortgage crash happened um i realized like wow i lost that time with my daughter Mm -hmm. and then i was a stay-at-home mom for five days i mean five days five years sorry (laughs) (laughs) um and um you know, and it's a blessing. And uh, I think it's important that you not only have time with your family and your husband, but for yourself, yes. you know, go to the, go get a massage, go get your nails done. Go just, to the movies. Yeah. By yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and just like, like unwind. Yes. So. Absolutely. That's good. So tell me one thing. What do you, what would you say is the best part of your job? Oh, wow. Okay. So there's three things. Best part is that I'm able to see these beautiful, ugh, beautiful homes. And it's very inspiring. Um, someone that, you know, was born in the Philippines, came here when I was seven to be able to see this and have the opportunity to be around it is like, I pinch myself sometimes, you know? So are you saying because you were born in the Philippines, were you born um, in a poorer community? I, not, I mean, my, my family's well off, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not well off in compared to here, right? You know, right. So yes, you know, third world country. You're not going to see the homes that you see here that are multi million dollar homes mm-hmm. in the Philippines, right? I mean, you know, in some areas, but overall, no. Right. But they're um, not a million dollars. Even the really beautiful homes out there are not a million dollars. No, no, no. It's like a thousand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, moving tomorrow, people. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. know if it's a thousand dollars. So, um, and then also, um, you know, it, it reminds me that I can have it, mm-hmm. you know, not only is it inspiring, it's motivating. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I can hustle. Like perfect example. I had a client that, um, is a millionaire off of selling napkins. 
Mm. <laughs> you know, wow. and he came from nothing. He came, I think he's yeah, Persian. Um, he said, you know, I'm not, I don't have a Persian family that gave me money. And I literally started, you know, selling napkins. And now he's a multimillionaire. And I'm like, wow, you have a $6 million home in Beverly Hills. You drive this car. And it's not just about the material things, but the fact that he came from nothing and, and made, he made himself, something. Yeah. He made something. Out of napkins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it just goes to prove like, you know, anything, anything yeah. in the U.S. Right. American dream. Yeah. And that's why it's called the American yes. dream, because you literally can do anything yes. here. Yes. Very and then cool. And then the last thing is being able to see the, the, your, my clients, you know, once I sell their home or when I have, you know, when they move in after they buy it, it's like such an, a fulfilling, like, feeling that mm-hmm. I've, I've helped them through this. It's, and it's very stressful, it's emotional, severe, emotional, mm-hmm. high up, you know, you're one minute, you're high, one minute, you're low, you right. know, and I'm there processing it with them, you know, yes. so I'm their mom and their psychologist, I'm their everything. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I talk to them every day, all day. And yes. then once we close, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to let you go. Like a, like a parent and a child. Right. And so, how do you, how would you say is the way that you handle like really difficult situations or difficult clients? Like, let's say you have like a, yesterday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, tell us about it. Oh, wow. We have a, um, a high profile client. He wanted a home mm-hmm. and a new home. And he said, Hey, get me the price sheet. I got him the price sheet. And because he didn't like the numbers, he started, you know, being difficult, very mm-hmm. condescending, started yelling at me to a point where the salespeople in the sales office could hear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had to suck it up and humble myself and say, okay, done deal. Let me know what you're looking for and got him the information I he was looking for. And I gave it to him. You know, mm. there's going to be difficult clients yes. and you literally just have to swallow your pride and say, you know, even though you're cussing in your head and you're like, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, you humble yourself and you um, serve. There you go. That was the word that I was looking for, because that's the thing that we always say, right? How can I be of service? And the thing is, is that in serving, you're not always going to, you know, get right. (laughs) It's not going to be a walk in the park. Yes. You know, you're going to get slapped. You're going to be yelled at and Mm -hmm. you're going to, they're going to think you're the worst person in the world, but you're really just helping them. But at the time they don't see it. Yeah. And then once you're done with them and you're walking through their new home. Yes. All that changes. It's, it's like having a baby, mm. you know, going through the labor and it's like, oh my God, you got me pregnant. And you're like scratching your husband and then the baby comes and you forget about all the pain. Right. That's the truth. That's yes. a good, I love that analogy. That's really good. So tell us a little bit about your firm and what you love most about it. Oh my God, the agency. Um, well, we are a luxury real estate firm uh, affiliated with uh, Savills, which is a international firm. Um, owned by Mauricio Monsky, Real Housewives, Beverly Hills famed, and Billy Rose, who's an industry icon. Um, we focus on high net worth individuals and celebrity clientele. And um, our main thing is collaboration. The collaboration is 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 key. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 30% of our closed escrows are done off market. And mm. that's through collaboration, trust. What does off market mean? Can you tell our listeners? Sure. Off market means it's um, homes that is not um, publicly uh, known. 
Okay, like, so, so it's not in the MLS. It's not in the MLS. So yeah, it's just within the broker community. And because we have that collaboration and that family within the agency and the trust with each other, we close 30% of our deals off market, mm. uh, which is a huge, huge percentage. Because um, again, a, a lot of companies don't, you know, it's more competition. Whereas mm-hmm. with us, it's like, hey, let's go in this together and close it together. Mm-hmm. You know, and my main thing is I'd rather make something than nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, and then this, the buyer and or the seller, you know, get two or three of you instead of just one, mm-hmm. you know, and each individual brings different aspect of the, you know, the deal. One can do marketing. One is better at, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you're, so what you're saying is, is that there, that you feel like you get a lot of support. Oh, a hundred percent. And then what about the systems? Um, you know, your marketing, things of that nature. Do you feel like that's really helped you become successful? Absolutely. And that's another reason why I moved to the agency because of that. Like they literally allow me to do what I do best, which is buy and sell real estate. Mm-hmm. I'm not a marketing person. Mm-hmm. You know, I literally get the, the listing and I say, hey, marketing, help me do this. This is what I'm looking for. They put it, t- they put it together. They ask me, is this a go? And then I say yes or no. And mm-hmm. it's that. You know, and 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 and, and that's good for the clients too. Because absolutely, the, the marketing is top notch. Absolutely, absolutely. And you did you know that the agency? Well, they changed it a few weeks ago, but the agencies, the agency creates actually um, third party companies like Tesla and um, I forgot who else actually hire our um, our marketing department to do mm. their marketing. Oh, that's you wonderful. Know? But they actually stopped doing that because they want to just dedicate to just us and mm-hmm. the company. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's oh. uh, it's amazing. That's big. And that's, that's uh, again, support. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about some information. So for buyers, what would you say are the three most important things for clients to consider before making a decision to buy a new home? Get pre-approved. Okay, <laughs> that's number one. <laughs> number one. Um, and just don't think about, oh, I have my down payment. Think about the closing cost. You know, closing costs can go up between two to three percent mm-hmm. um, on top of your down payment. And do you sit down and, and go over this with clients? Oh, absolutely. And tell me about that process. So you sit down with them. You you talk about what they want. Tell me what you do. So, OK, so let's say I get a referral or a buyer calls me. We're talking about buyers, right? Yeah. OK, so buyers and they say, hey, Christina, I want to buy this house. And they basically tell me their criteria how many beds, what area, what they're looking for, kind of like their wants and needs, right? Mm -hmm. And I automatically tell them, great, but have you been Mm pre-approved? So then if they say no- Why is pre-approval important though? It's like you telling me, hey, Christina, I want to go to New York. Mm -hmm. Okay, how are you going to get to New York? Mm -hmm. You're going to need a map, right? Or Mm -hmm. Google Maps or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like your Google map. Mm -hmm. It's going to tell you, it's going to allow you to look at- a certain price, mm-hmm. you know, if, without that pre-approval, you'll be looking at a $10 million home when you're only approved at 2 million, Got it. you know? So, so, it's so your, it dictates how yes. much you can buy. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. It's your, it's your map. And um, do a lot of um, sellers nowadays require you yes, to have that? They, so it's essential. No, it's, it's, a, it's important. Anytime you submit an offer, you need a pre-approval, your proof of funds and the offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, so yeah, so once I do that, they, you know, tell me what they're looking for. I tell them to get pre-approved. And then once they get pre-approved, they come back to me and they say, okay, Christina, or I'll also talk to their lender and their lender will tell me, okay, this is what they're pre-approved. And then um, we start the, we start the search. 
Mm-hmm. You start the search. And so um, when you start searching for things, um, do you send, do you take them out or do you send them lists of things that they can virtually look at? Like what's that process look like? So typically once they um, give me the, their criteria and they tell me what they're approved for, or their lender will tell me what they're approved for. I start, I put a portal together in the MLS for mm, them. A portal. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Um, every, I mean, if you're an agent, you have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really nothing because, you, you know, what sticks out for me and what's different with me is that because I work with the agency, I can send them pocket listings, mm. which is going back to what we talked about off market. Mm-hmm. So especially for the high net worth clientele or like anyone in sports and entertainment, they want that off market. They don't mm-hmm. want everyone in their business, you mm-hmm. know. So then I start sending them homes. And then when they say, oh, this is the house, let's go see it. I make the appointment and then we go look at the homes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Once you find a home that a client's in love with, um, what's the process that you go through next? Um, So once I tell them that I talk to their lender, I have them send me their pre-approval letter. Mm -hmm. Um, I put the offer together. Um, I have them send me their proof of funds because again, going back to what I said, that's essential. What is proof of funds? Proof of funds is to let the seller know that they have the down payment. Is that a copy of their bank statement? Um, A copy of their bank statements, I always tell them, or sometimes their IRA, you know, Mm -hmm. anything that's that they're going to use for their down payment. So it could be the backup to their transaction. Correct. It is their backup. It is. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very important. And then um, a letter, mm-hmm. you know, especially when I know we're going to get into multiples, mm-hmm. a letter, I mean, perfect example. I had a young family. Um, we were up against five different families. Uh, no, I'm sorry, five different buyers, but they were the only ones that created or made a letter because I told them, get a letter, put a picture on on there of your family and let them know why you love the house. And we beat five other offers um, and they were the lowest ones. And the wow. reason why they went with them is because they were a family and they felt that they were going to take care of the home the way they took care of the home. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love love hearing stories like that. And it warmed my heart. And Mm -hmm. to this day, my clients, when I talk to them, they're like, I don't know how we got it, but it was a miracle. And I'm like, yes, it was a miracle by the grace of God Mm because you got favor. Yes. Um, But that letter really helped. That's that's great advice. So um, basically, once they have an accepted offer, then you determine how long the escrow is going to be. Yes. And is that dependent on if the seller is already has a new home or what what depends on that? There's a lot of um, factors, but typically by that, by the time I give them an offer, I already know all that. So I do a pre-screen call Mm -hmm. with the seller's agent and say, hey, what is the seller looking for? Mm -hmm. So they say we need a 30-day escrow, a short escrow, or a 60-day escrow. Mm -hmm. I already have that in the offer, so we're not going back and forth. And the other thing that I um, I hear a lot from people, and you can tell me about this, is, mm-hmm. you know, doing all of the inspections and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that the home is exactly how the other side is presenting it. Yes. Are you really detail oriented about that for your, your clients? And have you ever found anything that was suspect and you were like, you know what, I don't really think we should buy this house because this wasn't disclosed? Yes. A hundred percent. I don't do the inspection. We hire a home inspector. Mm-hmm. Um, and I typically give my clients cause they don't know who home inspectors are. So I give them three options and I say, call them individually and let me know who you want to use. Mm-hmm. Then once we do that, we do the home inspection and I'm there 
Like mm-hmm. the home inspector will tell. And you know, look, if you're buying a house, not every house is going to be perfect. Not yes. one house is perfect. Even mm-hmm. brand new homes. You know, as a matter of fact, brand new homes, you'll see more things wrong with it than an older home. Why? Because it's, they're not, they don't make it as, as, as well built as it was before. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you'll see more of that. And then, um, and the inspector will tell you like what's going on. And I have to remind them, look, you're not buying a new house. So you're going to have to, you know, are you going to care that the garage door isn't closed all the way? Mm -hmm. You know, some people it's, you know, one thing is bigger than the other. So you go over all of those details so that when they, when they move in, there's no surprises. Right. The home inspection will tell you all that. Absolutely. Okay, Okay, good. Okay. Um, Has there ever been a client that wanted to buy something out of their price range? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, going back to the pre-approval, by the time they come to me the second time when we talk, they're already pre-approved and I know what's going on. But when you're dealing with um, prima donnas, (laughs) Um, no, uh, sports and entertainers, they um, typically don't have that. And when I first started about eight years ago, my mentor told me like, look, when you're going to deal with those type of people or type of clients, give them one freebie, you Mm -hmm. know, freebie meaning, okay, we'll take you out. I'm going to show you this house. I'm going to show you that house when you kind of know, you know, what they can afford, but I let their finance finances tell them. But how do you, how do you let them down kindly? That's kind of hard for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, no, she's not. Pitbull. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't sugarcoat things, but I do have to be mindful that, you know, they are sometimes their first time home buyers. But I, again, go back, going back to their lender. The lender will tell them like, look, you can't afford a $2 billion house. You can only afford a million mm-hmm. or 850, mm-hmm. you know? Um, is there ever a time even when they're pre-approved at something, they can still buy something a little bit more because someone comes in with more cash? Yes. Or they borrow money from their parents or, you know, borrow money from somewhere, you know, or when you're dealing with sports and entertainment, sometimes they'll have like a big deal coming and they'll say, Hey, wait, you know, let's, Mm -hmm. let's wait till I get this money so that I can buy this 2 million. Got it. Okay. All right. Um, Now for sellers, someone calls you and says, Christina, I'm ready to sell my home. What do you do next? What's the process you take through your sellers? So my sellers, I ask them why they're moving or why they want to move, um, how much they owe, Mm -hmm. um, because then I will call my escrow company and tell them that uh, sent over a net sheet so they know the numbers. What is a net sheet? Net sheet basically tells you all your fees that you have to pay when you're selling a home. Um, how much you're going to set, I mean, pay for your mortgage, you know, the mortgage that you owe and, uh, what your bottom line is, what you will get after we close escrow. Mm, and that's important to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah Cause you'll know, especially when they're close to the vest. Yes, yes, you know? yes, yes. Because I'm sure you have situations where people are excited to sell. And then you have situations where people are, they have, to they sell. don't want to sell, yeah. but they have to. Yes. And those are tough situations. Absolutely. And, and how do you handle that gracefully? Because, you know, it's a very emotional thing. Sometimes people are in a home for a long time <laughs> and, you know, it's hard for them to let go. What What is it that you do in those types of situations to help them, you know, get some peace in the situation? I, you know, empathy mm. for me. Um, and I have to remind myself, you know, because I was there. Oh. You know, so... 
back when was it 2006 when we had to sell our house because mm-hmm. we had to because no income was coming in. Mm-hmm. So I feel God used that in my life mm-hmm. so that I can remind myself that when I'm dealing with clients like that, I too went through it. So how did I want someone to help me? Oh, you know, that's good. Yeah. So, so empathy, super, super grace with them. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it's harder mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, dang, I wasn't this crazy. <laughs> But, you know, I, again, everyone deals with loss differently. Yes. And um, and I have to remind myself that, mm-hmm. you know, some days are harder. And when it's harder, I just drink a glass of wine. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we, we understand the net sheet. We know what's going on. Then right. what's the next process? So then um, typically I, there's, okay, so we, I do a one-step or two-step process, listing process. I typically like doing two-step listing process, which means... They call me, I go to the house, I look what I look at, you know, what's wrong or what's right. And I, I tell, they tell me what their price is. And then um, after I leave their home, I go back to the office and I do my homework. I pull comps based on what I saw, um, you know, comparing it, comparing this kitchen to their kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once I do that, I go back to their home the second time. And that's when I, you know, share with them the active, the solds and the, um, and the pending. Okay. But um, basically what you are doing is you're doing everything that you can, all of your homework so that you can represent your seller. Absolutely. Absolutely. And get the most for their Their property. Yeah. And what I always tell my sellers is my three goals is to uh, net you top dollar Mm -hmm. in the least amount of time, in the least amount of headaches. Mm, So if I could do all that. I've, I've done my job, Absolutely. you know, and, um, another thing that I, uh, that's so big. I mean, I can't stress it enough is staging a home, mm-hmm. you know, 80% of the people probably even higher percentage cannot see past what they see. Um, and staging, a staging a home allows them to see that, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I go in, I tell my clients declutter, depersonalize, mm-hmm. you know, paint the house white, because nowadays, a lot of people like the gray and whites, mm-hmm. you know, and some sellers were like, well, you know, I don't like that. I hate it. And it's like, OK, well, do you want to sell your house or mm-hmm. do you want to keep it? You mm-hmm. know, because the majority of the buyers, we got to attend to what they're asking for. They have to be able to come into something clean so that they can put in their mind what they want yes. to see. Yes. So that, Minimalize it. Yeah. So you're so you're creating an opportunity for someone to see something. Yes that they would like to live in exactly. and create their memories and exactly. things like that. Exactly, okay. exactly. That's good. Um, now let's talk about the last thing, which is leasing. You know, um, you know, California, it's tough because yeah. rents are super high. Right. But a lot of the times it's necessary, you know, mm-hmm. depending on the client situation. Yes. So um, what kind of leases do you take care of? And are there still those lease to buy options out there? So the last question, not really one out of 10 homes, if that are lease options, Uh, Mm. a lot of sellers, uh, owners do not like doing that. Um, Why is that? You know, I, I don't know. I, it's for me, I haven't actually done one. It's been like, I want to say when I first started, I did one and it was like a headache. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the case, but I don't know. I Mm -hmm. honestly, I don't know. I just don't see a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Um, and then going back to your first question, Yes, it is necessary. And I do a lot of high end leases. Um, And not to say I don't do any low ones, but um, typically a lot of the not newer, um, nicer homes that are well kept and, uh, you know, the new style, the grays and the whites and all that and minimalized, they go fast. Mm -hmm. So the ones that's been sitting on the market are just 
excuse my French crap. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to lease those out. Yes. Okay. Very. But when you have a client that wants to lease, you're going to go through all of that and pick out yes. the ones that yes. would be best for well, them. Well, and then that's where sitting down with them and saying, what do you like? Some what's people, your criteria? Yeah, what's your criteria? Some people like Mediterranean. Some people like contemporary. Some people like French, you mm-hmm. know? So when I go into the MLS or when I'm looking at pocket listings, I go off of what they've given me based okay. on their criteria. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, is there anything that we left out that you want to mention to our listeners? Listen to your realtor. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Why is that? Because, you know, this is what we do. You Mm -hmm. know, we, this is our job. It's like, it's like going to a doctor and telling him what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, this, we, we, we eat it. We drink it, (laughs) breathe it. Um, No, but in all honesty, this is, you know, well, at least the ones that are doing this full time, Mm -hmm. we know what's out there. We know what buyers are looking for. We know what sellers are looking for, you know, and to be able to use our knowledge um, and share that with you, it's not just we're making it up, you know, that's what we've seen. Mm -hmm. So um, your experience tells you. Mm -hmm. Knowledge. Yes. Knowledge is key. And just like when you go to the doctor, you ask them, hey, what's wrong with this? Mm-hmm. Just look at your realtor like your doctor. That's good. That's good. Well, friends, you heard it here first from Christina <laughs> Thayer with the agency. And hey, Christina, if people would like to get a hold of you, how would they do so? Uh, you can call me, mm-hmm. my cell phone, 310-245-9262 um, or my email, mm-hmm. Christina, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A dot Thayard, T as in Tom, H-E-A-R-D at theagencyre.com. Perfect. Well, thank you folks for tuning in today to Your Credit Today. You heard it here first. I just want to tell you that investing in real estate is super important. Yes. That is one asset that you can either keep forever or you can have it for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yes. And this is Angela Setters-Bassard. You're listening to Your Credit Today, and I'm out.